We are holding in Parshas Kedoshim, right? Uh, the Parsha of Kedoshim, the only Parsha in the entire Torah that has the name of Kedusha, the name of holiness in the actual name of the Parsha. Many times Kedoshim, or perhaps most times, goes together with Acharimais. Right? Acharimais Kedoshim is two of those Parshas that go together many times. But when it's a leap year like this year, typically the Parshas that are normally together are separated. So Acharimais was one Parsha we read last week, and this week we, this week we read Parshas Kedoshim. But we're behind Israel now. We are behind Israel, yeah. that's correct, that's correct. We're one, so we're one Parsha Israel behind. So they combine them so we'll be together. Famous, right. famous question. Fact is, we're a number of weeks behind. I'm not sure which week we get together. Um, um, what is it? Is, is it Matas this time? Yes, yeah, so it's, uh, it's for a bit of a duration. In fact, I might be a, uh, I might have that issue. We'll see. Anyway, so let's see. We, we, we have right on the top of your page the first psukim of the parsha. Hashem spoke to Moshe saying, "Daber el kol adas bnei Yisrael." Tell all the Jewish people, speak to them and tell them that they should be holy, because I, your God, am holy. I'm holy, so they should be holy. And then a few psukim later, that's reiterated in Pasuk Zayin, where he says, they shall sanctify themselves, and be holy, because I am your God. So we have this interesting mitzvah in the Torah, where Hashem talks to all the Jewish people, and it's worthy to note that most mitzvahs don't say, it just says, tell the Jewish people. Here it says, I'll tell this to everyone, and we'll see the Rashi comments that it's, it was said in Hakil. It was said when everyone was together. So we have this special mitzvah being told to everyone together, and the mitzvah is to be holy. Hashem is holy, you should be holy as well. And of course the obvious question is, what exactly does that mean? What's, what's being said? What, what is Hashem telling us to do when He says, Kaddish, to be holy? I mean, you know, what, what specific act is He referring to? And it turns out that it's a very interesting debate amongst the Rishonim. What exactly is the meaning of this mitzvah of Kadoshim Tehiyu? And I want to discuss that and learn with that with you a little bit here this evening. So, we'll start off with the Sefer HaMitzvah of the Rambam. We know that the Rambam, who wrote uh, many Sefarim and is perhaps most known for his Sefer Mishnah Torah, the Yad HaChazaka, but the first, right, right before the Mishnah Torah, he wrote the Sefer HaMitzvah, where he gave his understanding, his counting of the 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. We know that there are 613 mitzvahs in the Torah. How do we know that? Right? When you read through the Torah, you won't necessarily come up with the number 613, but it's a Gemara. The Gemara says it's a Reb Simloi that says that there are 613 mitzvahs in the Torah, and in fact, he learns that from a Pasuk, and a very interesting Remez. What's, what's the Remez from where we learn 613? He says, because the Pasuk says, Torah siva lanu Moshe. Moshe taught us Torah. What's the numerical value of Torah? 611. 611. He oh. says 611 Moshe taught us. Oh, the first two we heard from Hashem. Oh, so that's how the Gemara says there are 613. So it's an accepted fact that there's 613 mitzvahs of the Torah. But exactly what the 613 are, there's many debates. There's many debates amongst the, uh, the great tzaddikim who were called the Moine HaMitzvahs, the counters of the mitzvahs. And they come, they have different approaches of how to really break down that number and how to get to number 613. Um, one of the greatest and most famous is the Rambam. And the Rambam wrote the Sefer HaMitzvah, the book of the Mitzvahs, where he counts as 613. However, the Rambam was not the first. And he argued, in many cases, on earlier counters of the Mitzvahs, like Reb Sadiagon, who lived a couple of hundred years earlier and had different ways of breaking down the Mitzvahs. 
So there's a sefer that, that many don't even know about, and that is the Rambam wrote a book called the Sharashim, which literally means his roots. How he? What was his root understanding? What was his basics? How he figured out what's counted and what's not counted. He looked at a parsha. What's counted as a mitzvah or not? And really, the book of Sharashim is his introduction to his sefer hamitzvahs. So what I'm going to read with you here is a little bit from the Rambam in Shores Dalid. Um, if, if I remember correctly, I think there's 14 Sharashim that he gives, but I could be off by one or two. Um, but in Shores Dalid, he writes the following. Let's read a little bit. Hashores Sharavi, Ein ro'i limnois hatsivuyim hakoilalim hatayra kula. We don't count what he calls a tsivuy kolil, a commandment that's a general commandment that doesn't have specific meaning. He says many times the Torah says, you know, do something general, but really that's including everything else. That's not counted as one of the 613. He explains, There are in the Torah commands, They're not hinting, they're not alluding to something specific. They include all the mitzvahs. Kilu Yomar, it's as if Hashem is saying, Do everything I told you to do. Don't do everything I said you shouldn't do. Don't transgress anything I've said. So the Rambam says, whenever the Torah says that, that's not an individual mitzvah. There's no, there's no logic in counting these as individual mitzvahs. There is no individual commandment that this should be counted a positive commandment. He's not telling us a certain Avera to count that as an Avera. Then he gives uh, examples. For example, Mishpatim Chav Gimel. Hashem says, whatever I told you, guard. Or it says, My chukim you should guard. My laws you shall do. And many like this. So this is the Rambam's rule number four in counting of mitzvahs. He doesn't count general admonitions, general statements as mitzvahs. And now is where we get to our Pasuk. And here he says, There were many who made a mistake. You know, when the Rambam says many, he doesn't mean kindergarten kids. He means paskim. He means tamidich hachamim. He says many made the mistake. Ashimanu kedoshim tiyu, our parsha, mitzvah mikal mitzvah sasei. The Rambam says there were people who looked at our parsha and said, "Oh, there's a mitzvah kedoshim tiyu. That's got to be one of the six thirteen." Says the Rambam, no, v'lo yodu. They did not understand ki amru kedoshim tiyu. When Hashem says, "Be holy," or v'iskadishtem ve'isem kedoshim, sanctify yourself and make yourself holy, hintzivuyin lekayim kol hatayra. These are commandments that are basically saying, do everything. As if Hashem is saying, you shall be holy. When you follow everything I commanded you, you don't do any averis, then you'll be holy. The Sifra says, 
Kedoshim to you means be prushim, be separated from things that are negative. Ritzelemer he badlu min advarim hamigunim kulam shehizharti eschem mihem. Separate for yourself from everything negative that I have commanded you to do. All of this was straight out of the Rambam's Sharashim. So how does that relate to our parsha? Very, very strongly. The Rambam is clearly making his case. And he's saying, what did Hashem mean when he said, Kedoshim to you, be holy? Basically, do all the above. Follow all of my mitzvahs. Do whatever the Torah says. Stay away from that which is forbidden. And that will make you holy. And if so, there's nothing new here, there's nothing specific, there's nothing individual, and therefore this cannot be counted as a mitzvah natura. Mm-hmm. That is the Rambam's opinion, very loud and clear. Right? To summarize, the Rambam said, to you just means do everything. It's, it's, a, it's a recap. He says, do everything and you will be holy. And therefore, it cannot be considered a mitzvah for itself. That is the Rambam. However... When we look at the Ramban Nachmanides, we know that the Ramban Nachmanides lived a short time after the Rambam, I think maybe 50 years after the Rambam, and considered himself a follower and disciple, but at the same time, many times we disagree with him in interpretation. And here is one such situation. The Ramban on Chumash gives us a very different approach to Kedoshim Tihiyu and explains that it means something individual and something specific. Um, and here, I, I just, I'll, give you, I'll give it to you outside, then we'll see it inside. The Ramban is going to introduce us a very a beautiful concept, which is known as Kadesh Atzmecha B'Mutter Lach. To sanctify ourselves in those areas that are permissible to us. Which means in simple words. There are mitzvahs, there are commandments, what you got to do. There are averis you're not allowed to do. Then there is everything else. All the things that are permissible. Kosher food, right? Kosher food. Now, a person who eats only kosher could still be very gluttonous. Could be very into eating and more eating and more eating and just for pleasure, for pleasure, for pleasure. Is that a spiritual behavior? It's all kosher. Right? Everything is kosher. Best hechsher. All five hechsherim. Everyone agrees this is kosher, right? But it's gluttony. It's, it's not. That's what that's what I do. <laughs> It's not, it's not a holy behavior. And this is the concept of Kadesh Atzmecha B'Mutter Lach. Yes, Abraham there are many holy. things. Abraham is holy man. He is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it's it's everyone's like, holiness. Let's not go personal. <laughs> so the Ramban says that in addition to all the mitzvahs, the commandments, and the averis, which are the negative the transgressions, there's a different new concept, which is that a person should sanctify themselves in permissible areas. And in fact, the Ramban uses a very interesting and powerful statement. He says that someone could be a novel birishus hatara. What does it mean? A novel means a low life. Well, someone could be a low life, but everything with Torah permission. I'm only doing things that are permitted, but the person's acting like a low life because they're not holy. They're just into pleasuring themselves. And that, says the Ramban, is what Kedoshim to you means. So it's not a general, but it's a, cl- it's a sprat. So then it's something specific. You know, according to the Rambam, it's all the mitzvahs. Do all the mitzvahs, don't do all the averis. The Ramban is saying, no, no, there's something specific and unique that is being said over here. Mm-hmm. A new type of a mitzvah that on top of everything else, in addition to everything else, 
I want you to sanctify yourself in areas that are permissible to you. Let's read the Rambam together. By the way, is that the Hasidic sprach of uh, Lesman Tarnit? Yes, very much so. Lesman Meg Even something that's permissible doesn't mean that one has to do it. Very well said. Let's very difficult to... Yeah, right? Easier said than done. Like yeah. many, like most things in life. Ramban, let's read some Ramban ala chumash, right? It's maybe a little bit, a lot, a lot of words here. Let's, let's try to go together. Kedoshim what does that mean? So first he brings what Rashi says. Heyu perushim in ha'aroyes min Rashi says, specifically this means to be separated from averis and specifically aroyes. Aroyes is, um, what, like uh, incest, uh, forbidden... Sexual matters. Right, marital issues, right. Yeah. And Rashi says, That's Rashi. Rashi is whenever a person um, is careful in not transgressing any areas that are connected with the marital relations, so or incestual relations, that's, that's the Kedusha. The Rabban says, that's what Rashi says, but in the Tereskainim, which is the Medrash, just to be separate. doesn't say with what, of what. Right, so the Ramban says the Medrash is more vague. Be parush, be separate. Separate from what? And here comes the Ramban with his interpretation. And he says, According to my opinion, I don't agree with Rashi that we're talking here about you know, marital relations. Aval haprishus hi hamuskeres becholmokim betalmud. This is what's mentioned everywhere in the Gemara. Shebaleha nikroim prushim. When, the, when the, the Gemara wants to talk about the people who were more righteous, they were called the prushim. Vo'ini. Right, the tzaddikim, right. And here he adds something beautiful, and I want to make a point of that, because he doesn't maybe spell it out so clearly, but it's evident from his words. The concept of Kedoshim Tiyu says twice in the Torah. It says it in the beginning of this week's Parsha. It also says it at the end of Parsha's Shmini. At the very end of Parsha's Shmini, it also says Kedoshim to you. Why in those two places? So the Ramban says, let's think context. What is the last mitzvahs of Parsha's Shmini? Kosher food. The laws of kosher food. And then it says Kedoshim to you. Okay? Now here in the beginning of Kedoshim, it says Kedoshim, it follows the end of Acharemos. What's the end of Acharemos? All the, all the forbidden relationships. Marital relationships, says the Ramban. In the two places where the Torah gives us a long list of what's forbidden, afterward it says Kedoshim to you. It says all the forbidden foods, and then Kedoshim to you. All the forbidden marital relations, and then Kedoshim to you. Why? Says Ramban. Because in both cases the Torah is telling us, A, B, C, D, E, F, G is forbidden. Well, now you might think, but everything else, let me go all in. Because, you know, that, I'm not going to eat trafe. But if it's kosher, all the way. Marital relations, I won't do the forbidden stuff. But whatever is permissible, all the way. Because I, it's permissible. That's why after these two lists of forbidden areas, Dafka there, the Torah says, Kedoshim, 
I want you to be holy even in the permissible areas of life. And that's Why what he, he doesn't have to use the word kedushim to you. It could be uh, limit some way other than saying limit yourself in the bus. This is a mutter. Right, but, but what's the idea of limiting yourself to so be you're holy? So you saying by limitation, holy, that's holy. not that's that's the holy idea definition. Uh, of right. Kedushim. If we look if we look at a person who eats only kosher but is gluttonous, we yeah. say that's not a spiritual person. Hmm. He's not a holy person. He's not into holiness. He's not into spirituality. How do you know? You see some big chassid who's got. I understand. I'm not, I'm not trying to judge someone else, but yeah. I'm saying, if someone is gluttonous, if oh, they yeah, are, yeah. so what do we think to ourselves? That's not a spiritual person. That's not a holy person, even if they're not doing any avaris, because kedusha, a person who's into holiness and spirituality, yeah. is not into gluttony. Is not into fulfilling every desire that they have. That's why it's kedusha. That's where the kedusha is. Let's see how the Ramban says it. He says, Why do you say it's kedusha? Though, why don't you put another word to it? Like what? Good, good meadows. No, no. It's, it's not a meadows issue. It's, it's an issue of being a spiritual holy, person. Holy. Am I am I into spirituality? Or am I in, or in the physical? What 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 what, uh, okay, what so is my I, life I for? I'll learn Hasidus and I'll learn not to eat so much. Uh, you know, just to hold off on what's what you're what you're allowed. If that's real kedusha, then forget about the Hasidus. Mm-hmm. You know, when I think spirituality, I think about learning high in the Spirituality means living like a spiritual person. Spirituality means that my life is about spirituality. I live to be connected to Hashem. Yeah. And therefore, I don't live to pleasure myself. Pleasuring myself is an animalistic side of me. That's a very gashmistic yeah. side of me. I want to be more of a ruchnistic person. I want kol masach uh, Hashem shamayim, that my life should be spiritual. That's bringing Kiddusha into my life. Yeah, you see that by the great Hasidish Rabbis. Yeah, exactly. Let's see the words of the Rambam. Okay. And the, the second line of the second so, paragraph. So why, is there, so why is there praising God from the fasting? And why is there different praising God from, from, from in, involving in good things to do? I'm sorry, what's the question? What would be a different by praising the, praising the Hashem by fasting and affiliate myself? Affiliate. No, we don't, we don't, we're, not, we're not supposed to afflict ourselves. No. Hashem gave us a body, we're supposed to take care of our body. We're not supposed to fast unless when we have to. But we're not supposed to afflict ourselves. Um, however, we're also not supposed to become so involved in just pleasure-seeking. We're supposed to have a more spiritual outlook in life and more spiritual um, things that we look for and that we try to grow in. Were some people, uh, I don't know, some of the early, much earlier Jews, the holy ones, did they use this part of the conduction to you to, uh, to do all this uh, fasting and rolling in the possibly, snow possibly, and all the rest of it? Possibly, but that's not, definitely not possibly. the way the Baal and Chassidus understands it. Right? Again, let's read. Vo'inyin. Ha-Torah, his hero, the Torah warned us against arroyos, incest, umacholim asurim, forbidden foods. But vihitira habiya ish bi'ishtoy v'achilas ha-basar v'hayayin. The Torah permitted marital relations, obviously, and eating uh, and eating uh, meat and drinking wine. Right, we're on the third line of the second paragraph of the Rambam. Imkain yimatze bal hataiva makoim, the bal taiva, the person who's just into his taivas, into fulfilling their pleasures, can find a room liyos shatuf bezimas ishtoi oynoshav harabois. He could be just totally into his marital, his permitted marital relations, or just into drinking wine and eating meat. He'll just let his mouth shoot off whatever he wants. 
as long as it's not clearly usher. And therefore, this is where the Ramban gives us that phrase, one can be a low life with Torah permission. That's why the Apostle came. After the Torah gave us the things that are totally forbidden. And commanded us in this general idea. That we should, or we should be parish, we should be separate from things that are permissible but extra. What's the reason? Hashem says, I'm holy, I'm spiritual. If you want to be truly connected to Hashem, if you want to be spiritual people, we have to act in a spiritual way as well, not in a gluttonous way. So why doesn't the Rambam Rabbi Yehuda Hanavsi has so much money that he can support so many things to do. And why Rashi, I mean the... I mean, the, who is the... Rabbi Yudah Anasi? No, but, but his disciple, who used to sit on, on the roof and listen because he couldn't afford to go... Don't to the Hillel, Hillel Hazar. Hillel Hazar. Yeah. That wasn't his disciple, a different generation, but okay. Yes, Rabbi Yudah Anasi was fabulously wealthy, but he didn't use that wealth for his own pleasures. Yeah. Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, before he passed away, the Gemara says, lifted up his ten fingers and said, I can swear that in my whole life I didn't benefit yeah, for physical um, desires even as much as my pinky. And as he had so much and he used it for mitzvahs and so on, it was nothing about his personal benefit. So why does the Rambam hold like, why is the Rambam, where is the Rambam learned about this? This spick, this faucet, the, this there's no, there's no question. The there's no question that the Rambam also Holds of so the yes, concept, yes, Lord, but he didn't say that this is the pshat of this person. What's the pshat? Of, what was the mitzvah of kedushim to you? Yeah. The Rambam didn't see it that way, but as a general idea of doing terror mitzvahs. Yeah. So we have here the two approaches of the Rambam and the Ramban. I want to read a piece of Tanya together. The the Tanya, the Balatanya, very much follows in the Ramban's approach in kedushim to you that it's a mitzvah that a person should see to it um, to be uh, sanctify themselves even in, in permissible areas. Let's read it inside. He brings a quote from the Zohar, which says, When a person suppresses the other side, the animalistic side of themselves, this causes a tremendous ascendancy of the glory of Hashem in this entire world. When a person, again, I have a desire, I want to fill an animalistic desire, that comes from my other side my unholy side, when one is able to control themselves and suppress that, that causes a tremendous elevation and ascendancy of the glory of Hashem above. Even in things that are totally permissible, every time a person literally slaughters his Yetzir Hara, even if it's for a little period of time, and the person's kavana, the person's attention is to suppress that other side that comes from the left side of our heart where the animal soul resides. Kagan, for example, let's say I really want to eat right now and I'm Buddha eating. And I say, you know what, I'll wait a little bit. I'll learn for, for 15 minutes and then I'll eat. What did I just do? I just expressed control over my desire. He says, Kagan, a person who would like to eat he pushes off his meal an hour or less 
A lot of people, <coughs> after they daven, instead of running to eat, they'll learn for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Why? Because in that, in that time, I suppressed that desire. As I have to do. like the Gemara says, the fourth hour of the day was the time when most people ate. The Tamidicha made two hours later. Why? They didn't wake up later. For two hours they remained hungry. For this intention. They were learning all day, so it didn't make a difference. They didn't learn more Torah because of this. It's just that they were practicing that control. That not every desire, just because I'm hungry right now, I need to have it right now, they control themselves. It's not just about eating. A person wants to just talk, schmooze, just silly stuff. And one closes his mouth. The same thing, I don't let my mind just roam freely. Even when does that a little bit, he causes the sitra down here, the other side, the unholy side, to be suppressed. The great Kedusha, the holiness and the glory of Hashem is, is, able, is added to intense, immensely in this entire world. So this Talmud is based on Zohar, you said? Yes. But he, but, he, but he adds a very beautiful word. And I want to explain that. I know we're running out of time. Very beautiful. Let's look back at the Pasuk. At the beginning of the page, the second Pasuk. It says, You will sanctify yourself. And you will be holy. It sounds like a little bit of a double expression. Mm. You will sanctify yourself and be holy. So the Tanya explains beautifully. He says, when we do that act of sanctifying ourselves, we cause this great Kedusha in the world, that Kedusha then affects us and makes us holier. And that's the two, the two steps. Viskadishtam, when you sanctify yourself by, by, by exercising that self-control, the Yisam Kedushim, you will become holy. Because the kedusha that you will generate in the world will come back to help you in your avoda. <clears throat> Let's read that together on the last paragraph. He says, Umikedusha zu. From this holiness that a person is able to create in the world through controlling themselves, through suppressing their own desire. Nimsheches kedusha el yoyna ala odom lemata. It's drawn down a tremendous amount of kedusha on the person down here. Lesayoisi yuarava otsum lavidasi isbarich. To help the person, a tremendous help in his in his continued avodas Hashem. Zel Shemer Razal, this is what our masters teach us. Adam Mikadesh Lemata. A person sanctifies himself a little bit by controlling themselves a little bit, suppressing and controlling a desire down here. Mikadshin Oisei Harbe Milmaila. So he gets a tremendous amount of kedushas added to this person from above. Mm-hmm. In addition to the fact that he's fulfilling the mitzvah of this parsha, of sanctifying herself. Mm-hmm. He says, he adds, when he says sanctify yourself, what does that mean? That the person himself is not really holy. I really desire, you know, stuff, but I'm sanctifying myself. He says, to sanctify, act like you're holy. Really, this person is not holy. Is not removed from the klipa. Really, the desires are very powerful, very strong in the left part of the heart. But one 
is Kovish. How do you say Kovish? One uh, conquers. Conquers. They're and sanctifies themselves. The Yisem Kedoshim. So Hashem's promises that through doing this you'll become holy. That at the end the person will take be holy. And and separate through the Kedusha that comes down on the person from above. And therefore he's helped to push away the Sitra the Klippa from one's heart, little bit by little bit. I, I, I know our time is up. I just want to say one very beautiful, quick verse. Why is this Pasha said to everyone? Right, we said at the beginning, it's Gedaber al Koladas Bnei Yisrael to everyone. Why was not for this parsha said to everyone? Most parshas in the Torah don't have that that Akdom. Why Dafka here? So apart from the Rebbe, he says the following. He says a lot of times we learn these ideas of this Ramban and this Tanya, and we think to ourselves, it's very nice for a person to sanctify themselves in permissible areas, but I'm not holding them. I have to build forbidden areas. I have forbidden struggles. What are you telling me about? But, you know, eating less kosher stuff, I got to work with things that are forbidden. So a person might think, it's a nice idea, but not for me. That's why it says, Every yid, even a yid who's struggling in whatever area, also has this mitzvah. Everyone, in the way that they can, even in permissible areas, little by little bit, to sanctify ourselves, not to become so gluttonous to whatever is mutter I have to have. And that's Dafka why it says here, Yisrael, to... Uh, to prevent that mistake that, that this is not shy to me, this doesn't apply to me, and it says no, this Mr. Dafka does apply even to me as well. Okay. Can I buy a Lamborghini? <laughs> I need